Muppet, Muppet. My name's Gabby. I'm a Muppet. Do you want me to pour water all over your computer? No, I just got it. That would mean I'd have to get a new one. Or I'd have to go back to Mr. Shaky's screen. Not be fun. You want me to have a shaky screen? Yep. Are we fighting today? You're mean to me. Oh, am I? Mm-hmm. Put your pot filled. There you go. It was making... Oh, God. Now you're ruining everything. Yep. I already started recording. I think we should start off every episode like this, where we just are really, really mean to each other, so then the viewers think that we absolutely hate each other. That sounds so weird coming through the headphones. ASMR. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Chaotic and Idiotic. It's an ASMR video. I would fail at that miserably. I am not a quiet person. Me too. And then we'd have to turn up everything and then we'd just scream into the microphone and blow out their eardrums. Make our viewers deaf. Then they'd be sending us deaf threats. But don't. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. It is me, Dusty McBalls, with Musty McBalls, a.k.a. Gabby. I hate that. That's your new nickname. I think the viewers would love it if you went by Musty McBalls. No. Or Dirty Testicles. No. None of it. The Krabby Beach. Get it? Like crabs? Get it? I get it. Trust me. Thank you. Thank you. Gabby, what are we talking about today with the people? The Winchester Manor, and what is Sarah Winchester? Yes. Is she a delusional lunatic, or did she actually see ghosts? Hopefully we will be able to answer one of those questions. Well, actually it was a two, it was one question, but it... All of it's a folklore. It is. One of the great American mysteries. That house is a mystery, that's for damn sure. I would love to go there. I would too. Because, well, since you can see things, we'd actually be able to figure out if it is truly... Well, I mean, I was reading a little bit, and I saw that, you know, people have seen, and it is haunted there, but... Well, yeah, but also to this day, though, there are some people who visit it, and, like, they are like, it's not haunted, it's just a fucking unusual house. Yeah. So. Imagine it, that. It, it can go either way, just like anything else with the supernatural. Yeah. Imagine that. You just buy this nice, beautiful home and just... Well, what's sad is, like, she died, and then literally five months after she died, they opened it for tours. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm kind of upset because... Because, so when she died, half of her, like, she donated a significant amount of her wealth to charity Mm -hmm. after she passed, and then her niece inherited the house, and the niece quickly put it up for auction and got rid of it. I would have bought that house and I would have lived in it. I feel like it'd be fun to live in there. You would get lost. I totally would. Also, that house doesn't seem like it's made for tall people. It's not. My grandpa, when my family went out there to... Well, they went to Los Angeles, but they drove up there. They said it was like... Because my grandpa's 6'3", and he's a big, stocky dude. He right. said he couldn't even fit through most of the house because of how claustrophobic well, yeah, he and gets. like, if you watch... Sam and Colby on YouTube, they went to the Winchester house, and Colby is pretty tall, too, and he was always, like, almost fucking decking his head on shit. 
Yeah. Did you see they went on Joe Rogan? I hate Joe Rogan. Anyways. And they also went to Zach Bagans. Um, I know. I love Sam and Colby. Yeah, they went to Zach Bagans Museum. I hate Zach Bagans. That's a different story for a different time. It is. Little douche nozzle. My leg is falling asleep. Well, wake it up. That was such a dad joke. I'm so proud of myself. I'm not even a father. We're expecting. I'm kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Logan, I am Just four I months pregnant. <laughs> oh, Lord. Merry Christmas. God, that'd be, that'd be something else. <gasps> that would mean it'd be a May baby. Never mind. It would be a May baby. Never it'd either mind. be a Taurus or a Gemini, and hopefully it would be a Taurus, because that's, no, that's what I am. It I would could be not a, deal with two fucking Tauruses. It would be a mini-me. Anyways, let's get into this. That's true. Okay, so Gabby is going to be covering, what, the mansion and everything after her... her Whatever, I'm going to interrupt you along the way of the early life. Probably. So I'm going to be doing the early life of, like, what she was born into, stuff like that, and then Gabby's going to do the rest of, yeah, the other stuff. So, to kick it off, Sarah Winchester, formerly known as Sarah Lockwood Party... Nicknamed Sally. I didn't see that. See? Wow. You're already interrupting me. We're not even 10 seconds. You're not thorough with your research. I am so thorough. I'm like the CIA trying to investigate Donald Trump and locking him up. That's how thorough I am. That's an outdated joke. Anyways, she was born in New Haven, Connecticut. But she was born in 1840. Not 1940. 1840. But some sources say that she was born in 1839. So... It's a year difference. It is. It's so really not that big of a it's fucking not, deal. But just for those some people that are like, oh no, she was born in 1839. It is a, it's either one. It's one of the two, depending on the I source. I mean, the whole story of Sarah Winchester is folklore. Yeah. Because no one knows certain facts for sure. Yeah. Now, Sarah, party, Winchester, soon to be Winchester. She was born into a very, very prominent family with... In Connecticut, okay. Did you know what they did to be wealthy? Yes, her father, Leonard Party, <laughs> was a successful carriage manufacturer. And her mother was just one of the popular, was in one of the popular upper echelons. Oh, so of she, New the mom Haven's, was a socialite. Yeah, in the New Haven society. Yeah, mom was a socialite. Yes. The family basically had seven children, including Sarah. And Sarah, get this. As a child, Sarah allegedly learned four different languages and was admitted to the Young Ladies Collegiate Institute at Yale. Honestly, I believe that because she seems like a very bright woman. Yeah. Because, I mean, she had, when she was building the house, she brought in two, like, contractors and stuff, and she got rid of them. And she was like, I'll drop this house myself. Fuck y'all. That's impressive. I mean, some of the stairways lead to nowhere, but she did it. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't cross Sarah Winchester, right? If you're not doing your job properly, just she'll get... break out one of the guns. Yeah, she'll just get rid of you. I'm sorry, (laughs) Sarah. She'll just get rid of you. Me and Gabby were talking. It'd be funny if during this episode if sarah winchester just popped in and just started talking to us about her life that'd be so fucking funny she's laid to rest she's with her family we should bring out the ouija board no the luigi board no okay you're right that would not be good now her 
high position in society really put Sarah in like an excellent position for a marriage to an equally privileged man who is eventually, as well, we know, yeah, is when you're be the a socialite, you're with all of those yeah. top people. So someone obviously is going to be like, I'm going to snag up Miss Sarah yeah. over there. Yeah, and batty. And at this era within U.S. history, it was you know a lot of arranged marriages, and that is what happened. Well, I would say within the high society was a lot of arranged marriages. I wouldn't say, like, arranged marriages. I would say, like, hey, let's have this young man court you and you should marry him because of their money. It I wasn't, would, like, arranged I, marriage. Like, hey, here is this person. You are marrying them. Okay. It's kind of an arranged marriage. It's not, a suggested marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And so I lost my spot. Now, to make... Matters even easier when picking out her husband to sort of court her. She, the party family was like very acquainted with like several other affluent families through their church. And by the time that Sarah was of age to marry, her parents already had someone in mind. What's of age mean? Like 16? I would assume it would probably be like 16 around that time. 14 to 16 roughly maybe probably but i mean it seems like she grew to love her husband yeah she or did. if not she loved him right away who i don't know i don't know well from the story it seemed like they they loved each other a lot right i feel like in certain marriages in that sense you grow to love that person or at least appreciate yeah. them yeah maybe it could have been like a crimson peak situation have you have you seen that movie no oh well one of the wealthy families because it's kind of around this air one of the wealthy families she you get out with this story no, it's my episode, girl. Okay, bye. Oh, okay. All right, fine. Sorry, but take it away. what? Take it away. I'm taking it. I'm taking it away. Okay. You're making me upset. <laughs> I'm joking. You don't make me upset. You make me annoyed. Mhm. Anyways. What if I just reached around and slapped you right here? Sorry. Okay, so. <laughs> When she was of age to marry, and her parents had someone in mind, it was a man who would ensure that their daughter would be taken care of for her entire life, and that man was William Wirt Winchester. Now, he is the only son of the firearms manufacturer Oliver Winchester, and William was the heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Uh. Okay. I heard the gurgle through the microphone after you burped. I might have to turn your vocals down because I'm catching. There we go. Okay, so. Now, the company had made a name for itself as one of the first mass-produced firearms with the ability to fire multiple rounds without reloading. In particular... The 1873 model was incredibly popular with settlers and was widely used during the American and Indian Wars. Okay, and not only this war, I think they used it all the way up until World War II. They were a part of, they used this rifle in like 12, I believe, 12 different wars throughout history. Okay, between just burped between the massive sales and increasing popularity the winchester family just 
made a huge fortune and a fortune that would one day become the foundation of Sarah Winchester's strange obsession or this strange thing with this house, all right? Now, this woman, I'm sorry for the people out there, but she was a woman of death, right? She married... William and Sarah got married in September of 1862, and during the marriage, William worked as a treasurer for his family's company alongside his father. Now, four years into the marriage, Sarah and Willie, poor Willie Willie, William, had a daughter, and they named her Anna Part, or Annie, not Anna, Annie Party Winchester. But unfortunately for the Winchesters, that birth of their beautiful little daughter Annie was short-lived and just after 40 days of being birthed or born young Annie died of marasmus I think that's how you say it. I don't know if that's how you say it but I'm not a doctor so it's okay and it is a rare disease in which the body suffers malnutrition due to an inability to basically kind of metabolize proteins and stuff in food she wasn't getting proper nutrients essentially. yes exactly for people that needed it in dumber terms layman's terms yeah sorry i didn't mean to call you call you guys dumb but not all of you guys are smart like me and that's okay it's okay right i'm a professional researcher in this field right? i know what i'm talking about everything that i say is true right gabby hmm? <laughs> i said everything i'm a professional researcher in this field and everything that i say is true well it's not even this story has a lot of speculation. It's a lot of it is based on folklore and it's hard to find definite facts about all of it. Yeah. But everything I say is the truth. No. Yes. By some accounts, Sarah Winchester never really quite recovered from the death of her infant, which I could only imagine that she would be absolutely terrifying. Well, not terrifying, but heartbreaking to lose your own kid at such a young age. Well, and to lose your husband, and then, you yeah. know, to lose your son as well. She had a son? The, I thought the rifle gun Yeah, they, thing. yeah, Sarah's husband she lost, and then she also lost her father-in-law. Right, but I thought that the, um, it w- I thought it was given to some, like her son or something. And his, her son already had, like, debilitating health. I didn't see anything about that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. See, everything we say is right on this podcast. It's, ri- it's set in stone. Now, after the death of her infant, and although she, you know, had William, she was, you know, becoming increasingly distressed and often over the source of the company, companies, not company, and, you know, her own wealth. In her eyes, the Winchester family business basically profited off of death, and that is something that she just could not cope with. She had a lot of grief specifically from that. And to further complicate, you know, matters in her life, William's father, Oliver, died in 1880, and that gave them ownership of the Winchester company. And then basically a year later after William's dad died, William suddenly fell ill and he died from TB or tuberculosis. And Sarah had ownership of everything. 
from that point on. She inherited, get this, people, get this. She inherited a $20 million fortune, which in today's time is $500 million, as well as a 50% stake in the Winchester Arms Company. And though she never took up a position in that business, her stake left her with the continuous income of $1,000 a day or in 2019, that is 26 grand. That is a lot of fucking money. What would yeah, you do? What would you do if you had 26 grand coming in daily? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that would be more money than I'd know what to do with, honestly. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with that much money. I would feel panicked. Yeah. Because like I'm getting all this money and like it's coming to me faster than I can spend it. Yeah. And at that point you just you really don't even need it. Like Well, and that's the thing is like, yeah, you can buy all these nice things, but like I bet it would be fun to have this like flow of income for like maybe like a few months. So you Like can... yeah, it would take off financial burden, but like after that it's just kind of like why what do I need all this goddamn money for? Yeah. Yeah. Like so. I said, it would be fun to have it for like a month cuz then you can just go on unlimited spending sprees and do whatever you want. But after that it'd just be like, well, now I, I did all that. Now I don't need anything. Well, clearly she put that money to good use. <laughs> yeah, she did. And we're about <laughs> to get into that. Um and in this short period of time, Sarah like when she lost her daughter, her husband and her father-in-law plus gaining that fortune that could basically keep a small country afloat. The only question is, what did she want to do with that money? And she allegedly got a, you know, an answer from the great beyond. Okay. Well, no, she didn't get an answer from the great beyond. So after everyone moved or died, allegedly, allegedly. So after her family died, she left New Haven, went to San Jose, California she purchased a small eight-bedroom, I'm sorry, a small eight-bedroom farmhouse. That's not small. No. Um, and started a small renovation project that would take 36 years and $5.5 million in the money of that time. And only stopping when she passed away in 1922. Yeah. But before she moved out there, I don't know if you found this, she went in search of what to do with that money and she sought help of a medium in Boston, which is a few hours north of New Haven. And as the story goes, this is a legend. It wasn't she was asking what to do with the money. She was asking for answers about her family. Oh. Like, she wasn't like, what do I do with this money? Anyone can figure out what to do with that money. She was asking the medium about, like, her family. Like, she wanted answers from her family. Oh. My source said in search of what to do with this money, so I don't know. Did you only look at one website? No. Liar. No, I totally did not do that. And as the story goes, she shared her like enormous guilt of the victims of from the Winchester guns with this medium. And according to him, Sarah would be tormented unless she appeased the spirits of these victims. He told her... That the only way to do that was to move out west and build a house for the lost souls. Not only to, you know, risk eternal damnation at the hands of an angry spirit or spirits, 
Sarah Winchester ended up making it her mission to, you know, listen to the medium, take his advice, and go out there. Allegedly. Allegedly went out there. And that's what you got to say throughout this one is like, this is all based off of speculation. Mm -hmm. There's no one that has ever found the medium that she's talked to. Mm -hmm. Like it's all folklore. Yeah. Just because she was a little nutty in building stuff. Yeah. And she basically packed up everything allegedly and moved out to, from New England. That wasn't allegedly. She, no, it's New England, New Haven, New England, New Haven. Same thing. No, sorry. I'm dyslexic. I can't help it. Dumb, not dyslexic. Are we fighting? Yeah. Don't make me put my toes on you. Exactly. (laughs) And so she moved out from New Haven all the way to San Jose, California, the Great West, where at the time people were panning for gold, I think. I don't know. That's also (laughs) a legend. Just pulls that out of your ass. (laughs) Um, but so at the time after the whole building and everything, this is what was the house. You ready for this? 24,000 square feet, 38 to 36 to 38 years of construction, 160 bedrooms, 2000 doors, some leading to blank walls, 10,000 windows, 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 40 stairways, one leading to nothing. 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, one finished, one not finished, 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, two ele- three elevators, and two basements. You know what it almost kind of sounds like? The H.H. Holmes Hotel, just minus all the serial killings. But so, according to folklore, she was motivated to build a home with such odd features because a medium told her that the ghosts who were killed by the Winchester rifle would haunt her until the day she died unless she was out west to build this house for all of them. Legend has it that the home's labyrinth of rooms within rooms, interior-facing windows, doors that open to walls, and stairs leading to nowhere were all part of a grand plan to confuse the spirits of the dead. And then to avoid the spirits, she allegedly slept in a different room every night and took insane paths to get to those bedrooms to confuse the ghosts you know what i you know what's kind of weird yes but if why was she if she was appeasing the spirits why was she so afraid of them because they were mad they were killed at the hand of a rifle that her family made so they wanted to get revenge and here's the thing she probably had a guilty guilty conscience and like i told you if you make a fortune out of death you're going to pay that price mm-hmm. of mentally, physically, all of the above kind of guilt. You just hate that pop filter, don't you? I guess. But then she also had an obsession with the number 13, a pattern that repeated throughout the house. 13 panes of glass in most of the windows, 13 wall panels, a greenhouse that had 13 cupolas, a famous stained glass window that has 13 different colored stones set in a spiderweb motif. That she designed herself. Um, and she even used 13 different types of wood in the grand ballroom. She's an artistic woman. I'll hand her that. Right. And then there's the supposed seance room where she conducted mm-hmm. seances and she would speak with the spirits that would tell her what to build next. There was apparently, not apparently, it's documented. There was an earthquake and it knocked this building down like three stories. 
And she was like, okay, so the building can't be taller than this because the spirits don't like that. So she never built it taller than that. Oh, wow. And she boarded up that side of the house that was ruined by the earthquake and was just like, fine, you guys can have it like that. That's fine. I'll continue building doors with nowhere to go. Like, there's a balcony that's like, if you open the door, or it's a door, if you open the door, you just fall to your death. That is so funny. It's not funny. It is. Like, imagine if you're just... But then she had, you know, like, um, I don't know how to... Like, ascending staircases because yeah. she had really bad rheumatoid arthritis, so she couldn't use actual steps. The house was not made for a tall person. Sorry. Yeah, I would have been... I would have been fucked. But, you know she built until her death and then yeah. after death she donated a large sum of her fortune to charity in new haven where she's from and are you saying that because i said new england on accident yes. i'm gonna mm. and then her niece inherited the house niece quickly auctioned auctioned that house off five months later after her death they were doing tours of this home that is so i would have kept that house it's not even that. It's just like this woman passed not even six months ago, not even a year ago. And you're already showing people this and yeah. letting them believe that she was crazy. Like people took this folklore and ran with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think she was just so overwhelmed by guilt that she needed to distract herself from it. Yeah. Do you think she was actually seeing stuff? I'm sure she might have. Yeah. But like for someone of her like knowledge and her smartness she probably tried to chalk it up as something logical mm -hmm. so i don't think she took it as like oh my god these ghosts i need to fucking build like everyone wants to believe that story because it's the much more fun story to hear yeah but you don't know unless you talk to sarah winchester herself and apparently there was a psychiatrist or someone who talked to her and she was just like i am perfectly sane i don't know why you all think i'm crazy <laughs> And it's like, I don't know, Sarah, maybe it's because people are building your house all the time. Yeah, you've been building this for 36 years. I don't... Uh, but I don't, grief can make people do weird yeah. things. And yeah. losing the entirety of your family and then inheriting a company or whatever that you already felt guilty about because people were dying at the mm -hmm. hand of these guns. It's like you're surrounded by guilt. Yeah, and not only just, like, a gun, but a gun that was used in two world wars. Right, and then there's the horror movie of the Winchester Mystery yeah. House. It's a great movie. I it think a it's really a good movie. very well-done film. Yeah. But it feeds into the folklore of she's crazy, and she saw spirits, and she saw ghosts, and she trapped them in rooms with 13 nails in it until she was able to help that soul be put to rest. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's because, like, apparently she had all these rooms because she needed to house all of these ghosts. Yeah, hold on, give me a second. Something's going on with my computer. Sarah? Is that you? I don't know, it's telling me. <laughs> force quit applications. Let's do this one, force quit that one. Sarah? Uh, I hope she's not here. Hey, girl. <laughs> it's not let... I can't hit resume yet. I gotta... It's probably because this thing is going to be so massive. I don't have to cut this out. This is going to be so weird. Or I might leave it in. I don't know. No, I don't want to relaunch you. 
Oh, force quit Spotify. This is so weird. I've never had this happen before. This is my first time ever having a... Stupid... Not stupid. I shouldn't say stupid. But a... Okay. Alright. There we go. I should be fine now. That was so weird. Okay, so where were we? We were just talking about, you know, grief doing weird things to you. Yeah, yeah. But it, we were talking about the film. Like, it feeds into the folklore, and, like, it's always more fun to hear the ghost stories. Like, no yeah. one wants to be like, gather around, children. Let's talk about how Sarah had all of her family die and she was so overcome by overwhelmed by grief that she just built a house yeah like you want to hear the ghost story mm-hmm. and if there is a ghost story there is a ghost story but we don't know for sure no because we've never been there it's not even that though it's well i mean none of this is like surefire documents from her no. saying like i'm talking with these spirits i'm building this house for them i'm doing all of this for them like they're telling me to do this i'm trying to outsmart them like yeah but what i mean is you don't really know if like you can read it online and all that can be alleged but you truly don't know until you go there and witness it yourself right and this is one of those things where it's like you either believe or you don't mm -hmm. and it, it goes it's split yeah. down the 50 50 yeah because there are definitely people out there that, especially like on YouTube, that go to haunted locations like the like the Winchester Mansion, and sometimes they were pull there spirits that were potentially like communicating with her a hundred percent. I yeah. mean, if this rifle was used in wars, someone's obviously scorned and yeah. going to seek revenge. But yeah, I, I don't mean, think it drove her to madness. I don't think she was. A woman of madness. No, I don't. A woman think... of death. Yes, woman of madness. No. No, I think. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think it was just a bunch of grief that kind of, and she didn't know what to do with it. Well, and it. like I said, when you build a fortune off of death, you're gonna pay the price. Yeah. Like whether that is the guilt, physically, mentally, psychologically, spiritually, whatever it is, you're gonna pay the price. Yeah. And sometimes, I, sometimes people are just. I don't want to say, nah, I was going to say a peer, but that's not the right, have more of a moral code than other people. Like I could well, see. Well, and maybe in the moment it didn't bother her because yeah. she wasn't there dealing with all of this firsthand. Mm -hmm. But then when her husband passed and she inherited it or whatever, she was like, oh, wait a minute. What the fuck? I am now the well not i'm not the only reason but i am now the comp i'm the owner of a company that is a reason for millions upon millions of deaths right so that could that i could see that could take a toll on somebody's conscience my thing too though is like why was this supposed room called a seance room i don't know it could have just been one of those things where someone went there and they're like oh this kind of looks like a weird seance room and are you looking it up yep okay but that would be the only thing that I could really think of that why maybe is like, oh, this is a weird, creepy room. Because obviously she probably, I don't even think they had Luigi boards back then. So I would assume that like maybe she just had a bunch of candles and there was a couch and something like that. 
and it was just a little dark and a little creepy looking that maybe they just said it was a seance room. I mean, maybe it was a meditation room. It could have been. Maybe that's where she went to, you know, cry late at night. I don't know. Apparently the seance room contains only real secret the only real secret passage in the house the door opens to reveal an exit but there's no handle on the other side of the door huh but i don't know it's people who worked there were asked and they were like we never saw sarah doing any type of seance yeah but i i don't know yeah, I don't know either. Maybe, maybe, like, if it's true that she did talk to a psychic, a medium, that told her all of this stuff, could have been possible maybe that when she lived out there and, you know, when people weren't building as much on the house, depending on the time of the day, maybe she did have another psychic from California come over and, you know, like help her talk with my the spirits. thing though is like it's a beautiful home it's a beautiful mm-hmm. labyrinth don't get me wrong but it's just like did she even know how to get around that house or like did she only venture in the parts that she was super familiar with and well versed at imagine if she got dementia or alzheimer's <laughs> how difficult okay. that house would turn out to be for somebody like that that would be insane but yeah i don't i don't i wonder like but like uh, the rumor is like this construction was 38 38 years day and night like yeah i i don't think that's true because it just doesn't make sense no it would be very very difficult to maneuver your own home if that was going on well, and apparently a lie is that she was ashamed of the Winchester rifle legacy, and she wasn't. She had a sense of pride, and it was more likely one of, it was more likely pride than guilt with that. Okay. So it's highly unlikely that she felt responsible or guilty for the manufacture of firearms, and she did not hesitate to invest and spend the money she earned from them. Yeah. So... Another one is she constructed weird features in order to confuse spirits because there's so many oddities. The earthquake was in 1906, by the way. Okay. Um, when, when did she die? 1922. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Um, so at the time that Sarah lived, the spiritualism movement was a popular one. But there is no evidence that Sarah participated or held seances in her home. Even if she did, the host- a historian says that the idea of a special seance room for nightly sessions is far-fetched. Um, a seance was a social affair back then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so if she wanted to hold a seance, she would have held it in the front parlor. Um, yeah. And she adds that there were no mentions of seance rooms during the whole like blueprint like the propaganda that was published when she died in 1928 mm-hmm. there was nothing that said she was like i need this seance room and i need it now yeah like maybe she just went into that room to meditate could have been yeah to get you know just away from everything where she could finally talk to herself i don't know 
See, when I first read the story, because a lot of it feels like, I was like, maybe she was just, you know, a little mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Just because of... It's very... It's very un... It's very weird, because I don't know if you might be able to agree with me on this one, but... But apparently she was interesting, but she was a good woman, according to the people that worked closely with yeah. her. We're like, she's a good woman. She's not fucking crazy. Stop saying she's crazy. And I guess... Yeah. When you work with someone that closely for however many years, maybe you build a bond with them. Like, I don't think she was closed off. Well, if she probably, I would assume if she liked a specific contractor, she would just keep them around and just keep having them work on the house. So it probably could have been something like that. But but it was multiple like farm workers and construction workers that were there. They're like. Like, after she died and people were like, oh, she's fucking crazy, people, like, came forward and they were like, she was an interesting woman, yeah, but she wasn't, she was a good woman. She was a good yeah. person. Yeah. Like, it can go either way. Was she guilty? Was she not? I think at the end of the day, though, she was a good person. Yeah. But, it, but what kind of amazes like, me... Like, it's not Lizzie Borden. <laughs> what kind of amazes me is that... When you look at if it is 38 years, 36, 38 years of constant construction, day and night. What baffles me, too. Sorry, interrupting you. My creative juices are flowing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can just feel them irradiating off you. My thing is, like, how is there no, like, documentation of anything? Like, yeah. no one did interviews with her. No one talked to her. No one talked to, like, the construction people. Like, where's any, like full-on documentation of any of this yeah because it's like you can look at the web and like there's things and it just talks about the folklore and it talks about the home and the earthquake and losing her kid and all of this stuff but it's like i want to see the receipts yeah yeah and it's just like and especially with because she died in 1922 i understand in 20s I understand maybe if it was like in the 1800s when she died that possibly those records could have been destroyed but it was early enough and we had no but serious when it's something like this though like it's something so odd and profound and beautiful like you preserve it yeah that's what i mean like you... like the lizzie borden shit like all of that is preserved yeah that's a weird one anyways but what i was saying was when you get like 1920 1922 that is still new enough that those records possibly would still be out there if they wanted to actually pursue it which at the time they probably didn't care they saw this mansion but the it, i think they did care though because it was such an oddity well yeah but at, i'm thinking it more as maybe people saw it as a money maker and she, when she died gave it to her what her sister her niece her niece she's like oh i can make a bunch uh, of money off of this excuse me so I'm thinking maybe that's why there was no, like, thorough investigation. Not even investigation. What needs to be investigated? Well, I mean, like, investigation... It was her home. It was her money. She paid these people. I mean, investigation as into, like... Because right after she died, people labeled her crazy and did all that stuff. Yeah. They really, truly wanted to, like investigate if she was actually crazy it's easier to pin a woman as being crazy than to find a definite answer well i'm um, that's what i'm saying is they, especially back in the day they were probably like which <laughs> what i'm saying is they probably would have been able to actually 
if somebody wanted to know if she was truly crazy, they would have went to the people that worked on her house constantly, people close to her, stuff like that. They would yeah. have they would have went through it. But maybe they just saw it as a money grab, especially her niece. Well, and like in the movie, they made it seem like she was a very like cold and aloof woman. Eccentric, very eccentric. Like cold eccentric. Woman. She was cold. She was aloof. She did not like smile. Kind of thought she had, was a little arrogance in the movie, just a tiny bit, not like I don't profound. think it was arrogance. I think it was like, she was like, I'm smart. I know all of these languages. I went to top schools. I was a socialite. I have all this money. Yeah. What do you have? And naturally, that's going to put someone on a pedestal. That's going to have their ego be a little yeah. inflated. But for people that worked with her to say she was a good woman, it's like, I don't think she was arrogant to the point where she was just like, fuck all of you. No, not that arrogant. But I mean, when you have those kind of things, I feel like a little bit of arrogance is just like, you know, not really embedded in you, but a part of you. Yeah. Like I'm sure growing up like that too, like you think you are better than people. Yeah. But like, that's not to say, that's not to disrespect her. Like, no. For it's a, a woman in that time to have that amount of money, it was probably intimidating because and, it was all about men. And very unheard of. Right. And so maybe that's why they pegged her as crazy. Mm-hmm. We're steering off track. Um, maybe a little jealousy. I don't know. But I think it it goes either way. I think she could see spirits and talk to them or maybe she just needed something to distract her from her guilt. Maybe moving around and doing all that helped with her arthritis. Yeah. Maybe it's just what the doctor ordered. Right. (laughs) But, I don't know. Yeah. It's a mystery, that's for sure, and no one's ever going to get an answer. But it it is weird that not a lot of it is documented. Like, the true tales from the people is not documented. The people that were in her inner circle that saw her every day from that time. Right. It is a little little weird. A little suspicious. Yeah. But maybe she asked for it. Like, maybe no one was able to get anything because she just denied ever wanting to talk to them. Yeah, and she just, she just is kind of like, they can think what they want. I'm going to continue to build this home and yeah. they can all stare in awe and be confused and think I'm crazy. Yeah, she could have been a very, very private person. And with that kind of money and that, it's very, very with hard the to kind be of private. sadness, too. Like, with all the death in her family, like, I would probably want to be a private person, too. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because, like, you take, um, like, this is a little off topic, but you take, like, Marie Laveau or, um, Delphine Lalari, there is so much, like, they were so, they were very prominent people in Louisiana, so there's a lot of stuff about them, and Sarah Winchester is also very, came from a very, very prominent family, but there's not a whole lot about her, so, and Marie Laveau and Delphine Lalari, they died way before, way before Sarah Winchester did, and there are still a bunch of records on them, even though some of it is a little folklore, it is a little alleged. It's a Victorian Gothic-style mansion, though. I know, I've seen it. It is very, very pretty. I would love to live there. It's a beautiful home. I would love to live there, or have a mansion, like an old Victorian mansion. That'd be so much fun, with secret passageways and stuff like that. It's sometimes claimed to be one of the most haunted places in the world, but no evidence supports this. It's much of a lore. Like, yeah. Everything that I've read about this, it's all like, this is a lore. No one knew for sure. Like, it's yeah. all... She just wanted to build. Who knows? Maybe she wanted to be Bob the Builder. Yeah. Yeah. But 
more power to her. I mean, it's... Another thing that I kind of find hard to believe that if she was building for that 38 years, Mm -hmm. could you have day and night, is it possible with that 500, you know, million dollar inheritance plus the 26 grand a day, is it possible to even be building consistently like that for 38 years? Looking right here, it says the Winchester story has been embellished over the years by various rumors, myths, popular writers that have misinterpreted or invented details about the house and its owner to enhance the legend. Yeah. So, like, it's confirmed that Sarah Winchester is very real. This home is very confirmed to be real. Like, there are those set-in-stone facts, but as far as, like, seeing ghosts, a seance room, you know making all these confusing labyrinths for a specific reason. It's none of it's confirmed. None of it is potentially true. Yeah. And I I don't know if when it comes to this, you can't really, I don't want to say don't believe that it's truly haunted. It's one of those things that you actually have to go there for yourself with maybe somebody. If you're not that like in tuned with the spirit side, but you love horror, you would, I feel like you have to go there with somebody that might be a little in tune with spirits and actually witness for yourself. Reading more about this, just as we go, her lack of interaction with neighbors and the known fact that her money came from the firearms industry fed into a superstitions narrative. Despite large ornate homes being commonly built by wealthy people. Yeah. So a lot of it must have had to do potentially with her being a woman with her having the rights to this firearms company and, all and the her money. being a widow and all of that money, right? Like the money, the widow owning a, this fire, inheriting this firearms company, like in lack of communication with neighbors, like, I'm sorry if I lost my whole family, why the fuck would I want to take the time to talk to you? Like I'm busy. I need to go and build a staircase to nowhere. Bye. Yeah, just let me do me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we all know, I don't know how, I don't know what San Jose was like back in those days, but that is pre, like, L.A. when everybody was truly moving out west, I believe. That, like, I'm pretty sure it was just a small town San Jose, and people knew, especially back in that time, people knew everybody, especially if you're a prominent family. So I would just assume that maybe some neighbors were just a little jealous and stuff like that and just thought she was weird and just didn't want to associate with her. And they knew her whole like life story, basically. So I would just assume maybe it was just some angry, pissed off neighbors. Well, And I'm sure some of this stuff has answers like reading right here. The belief that Winchester built her house in its strange maze-like manner to confuse and keep spirits from harming her and that her sanity was questionable. Um, it, grow, it grew in scale until her death in, to now. Um, the doors and the windows that opened to nothing, the unusually shallow stairs, the stairs that end in a ceiling, interior barred windows, trap doors in the floor are used to confirm Winchester's spirituality spiritual, spirituality, and poor state of mind. But according to people, like historians, paranormal people, whatever, um, the barred windows were previously exterior windows that were blocked off as the house grew additions, as the house additions grew. 
The doors and windows that opened up to nothing were a result of the 1906 earthquake and the severe damage that happened to the house. The small steps that were built because of her declining health. The trap doors that were built in the greenhouse room were where excess water could run and be piped to the outdoor garden. So it's like, there's logical, like, it wasn't a trap door. It was for this water to go to her outdoor garden. Mm-hmm. This, the barred windows and everything, she was adding on things. So, it, yes, they're going to look into nothing. Like, there's logical explanation. And then there's like, okay, but like, why did she make it a fucking maze? That is only a question that Sarah Winchester can answer. And then she had a bell tower. The bell tower was used to call workmen and to serve as a fire alarm on the property. Um, some people claimed that it was used to summon spirits. Like, there was apparently ghostly music playing from the house. Um, but Sarah often played the organ, the pump organ. Oh, wow. In the ballroom when she was unable to sleep. And parties for the spirits. <laughs> there were no gold plates. Like, there wasn't anything like this. Like, she could have been superstitious. I don't know. I don't know either. But it's all just fascinating. It's a beautiful it home. She was a very smart woman. Mm-hmm. And she had money. And maybe yeah. she just didn't know what to do with it. And so she was like, let's build something weird. Yeah. Like, maybe she was just like, fuck it. They want to think I'm weird. I'm going to build a labyrinth of a home. Yeah, I'm going to confuse these. I'm going to confuse my neighbors. But then it's funny because it backfired and everyone's in awe of this home. And they say it's this beautiful labyrinth. So it's just like all these people in the 1800s wanted to say she's crazy. And it's like, look at everyone now in today's present time saying this is a beautiful Victorian Gothic style home. Yeah. If she saw spirits and she was superstitious, more power to her, but... Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I think Sarah got a bad rap. I think that's what it is. I think maybe she did see some things, but, I mean, I haven't really looked, like, totally into, like, what other paranormal investigators have said, but I know that from reading a tiny bit that some people say it's haunted and some, a, a lot of people say it's not, and they didn't catch anything there. Here's the nightly seances. Winchester staff, who spent every day with her, stated she had no interest in seances and there was no record of them being held at the house. Nevertheless, the false urban legend has arisen claiming she held nightly seances in the blue room or in a closet by herself from midnight until two in the morning talking to ghosts about what construction should be accomplished the following day. Um, In addition, the lack of records found about seances at the house and the closet seances were unlikely given that they were un they were usually social events yeah and so the blue room was showed to be the gardener's bedroom so this is one of those folklores where it's just like people add to it and it gets Mm -hmm. out and it's spun and it's a it's telephone yeah it is a really bad game of telephone yeah Really bad game of telephone. So, I don't know. I don't know either. But it's one, it's one of those things... look at the pictures of that home. It's yeah. beautiful. It is. It is. But it's one of those things, like I said earlier, It's you have to go there and witness it yourself. And kind of not really ignore the folklore behind it, but, you know. You know what I mean? I feel like this is one of those things where, like, you kind of have to make your own decision on yeah. if you want to believe the folklore... That's what I was getting at. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. That's what I meant to say. But 
Yeah. I don't know. Anything else? No. No. I don't know why, but my computer's being weird. My connection's going off. Sarah, is it you? Hey, girl. Probably is. Told you she'd come and visit us. Tell us about this house. <laughs> yeah, it's going to turn into an interview for the next hour and a half. Part two, <laughs> right now. It's a Gabby and Logan interview. But, yeah, that's going to really do it for this episode. We don't really have much else for you. I don't know. Are we going to do another episode next week? What are we going to do? Do we want to talk about The Lizzie Ken and Borden? Barbie Killers? Or Lizzie Borden? I mean, Borden? I do love the Ken and Barbie Killers. I know, that they're your favorite is... true crime story. It's a fascinating one. It really is. It is. It is. We could talk about the Ken and Barbie killers. Okay. Then after that, we can do Lizzie Borden. Okay. Okay, cool. Gave her mother 40 wax. Yeah. But. What? You've never heard the little, like, song for it? I really don't know Lizzie Borden, actually, if I'm being honest. I kind of just agreed earlier, not knowing. Sorry, Um, I sometimes do that, people. Okay, don't get mad at me. All right? It happens. Well, the little poem is, um, let me find it. Okay. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Oh, that's funny. That's interesting. That one is very fascinating. I love the Lizzie Borden one. Is that the one that happened in Duluth? I don't fucking know. Oh. Have you have you ever heard of the story about, it was either a family in Duluth or a family in Minneapolis where... No, Lizzie Borden is not from Minnesota. Oh, okay, okay. Because have you ever heard of that story, though, where the lady killed her entire family with the candlestick in Minnesota? Somewhere, it happened in, I can't remember if it was Minneapolis or if it was Duluth. But I could be completely wrong. But I know a woman murdered, like, her entire family at a house. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's Lizzie Borden. I don't think so, either. We'll we'll cover that one, maybe. Because if... That was here. Trust me, I would have gone to the Lizzie Borden house. I know, we would have. But this, Lizzie Borden was in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely not Minnesota. No. (laughs) All right, I'll leave you guys here. I don't know what we're going to be doing the rest of the week. What is it, Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Um, I don't know. Well, today is Sunday. Don't don't expose me like that, you hooligan. Um, I think I might get rid of the horror movie breakdowns. I don't know. I don't know, people. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Anyways, I'm just going to cut it off awkwardly right now. I will see you guys on Thursday, which is tomorrow. So, remember. (laughs) No, it's not. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy. Stay safe. You beautiful peacocks. We love y'all. Deuces.